This is the Blue Room. One hour, everything Everton. Radio City Talk. Good evening, welcome to the Blue Room on Radio City Talk with me, Peter McParland. I'm joined in the studio by Matt Jones and Dave Bennett on this glorious, glorious evening in the city. It's gorgeous out there, lads, isn't it? Isn't it just, isn't just feel sunny? When Everton win. Yeah, it's, it's, it makes a change from the, the tower shaking with the wind anyway around this time of year, but yeah, it, it, it does make it a bit better when we get the three points, doesn't it? We're almost at the end of October, uh, end of September, nearly October. It's still dead sunny, dead warm. Dave Bennett's turned up in his shorts, which is quite normal actually for a... For mm. a uh, Straight to footy, isn't it? Straight after the shower as always. But, uh, just glad he's got something else on this week as well, other than his shorts. The club will be happy to know he is in his full uh, full rig out. Training, training. Full kit. training kit. If anyone wants to know who bought it all, Dave, Dave buys all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and he's wearing it all right now. He's clearly wearing it all right, right now. Um, things do feel nicer when Everton win, don't they? Which, yeah. which at what? Ten past nine, quarter past nine last night. I wasn't quite, you know, there was no, no, no way I was thinking this is going to be a happy, positive show. I was thinking, oh, doom and gloom. Going into a Merseyside derby, yeah. it's all going to be, it's all those things. Dave Downey would have definitely been here then. Oh, he would have definitely <laughs> been here. He would have found a way to get here, no problem. He would have bought a save away and got, <laughs> and got himself in here today. Um, but it, it worked out well, Matt. Did you just, just give us your overall thoughts on that game last night before we go into it? Oh, it was brilliant in the end, wasn't it? It was, it was a bit surreal watching us come back from from uh, two goals down. I've I've never seen us do it in the league before since I, since I've been going the game or or had any kind of you know re- recollection of watching Everton. So it, it was it was it was bizarre after the match, just sitting there watching the highlights, thinking we've actually come back from two two goals down against a, a solid team away from home. And it's I think it's testament to the players and and the way that there seems to be a a, a festering character in the team at the moment. And, and uh, it's a word more as you quite a lot last night in, in the post-match interview in, in terms of quite a lot anyway yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it was um, we've done it three times this season now to come back from, from winning positions either to, to get uh, losing positions sorry to either to get a point get the three points or, or to go through in a cup game and the, the players the the manner in which they, they turned it around, the tempo, the, well, the increased tempo which they played after we went two goals down, and like I think like Lukaku said after the match, once we got that first goal, it didn't really, really seem to be any doubt that we were going to go on and win the game, and that that's a real testament to the winning mentality that, that Martinez has instilled in these players, and how much better things are now than, than they were at this time last season. It was one of them games, as as, as you say, where you, you do fear for Everton because. It, we struggle to get past these teams, don't we? Predominantly last season, and um, I've heard. I think you tweeted live while the match was on. It, it was the first real test since the Wofford game of mm. playing a side, but that, that you truly rate Spoilers. as bit beneath, yeah. Spoil- beneath Everton. That 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 are just going to let Everton play and sit in deep, and you started to fear for the season, even because mm. you think, all right, yeah, we can. When teams come and play blow for blow with us, we're quite good, and and on our day can beat anyone. But it's against these sides who are going to sit in and try and stifle Everton. If if we can't come up with the answers, then we're not really going to do things in the season, and. Of all the teams that you don't want to be two 0 down against, it's a Tony Pulis team, mm. isn't it? He, he's a he's a banker. As soon as he goes to any club, the the ratio of clean sheets that club will get will skyrocket. But the the lack of football will will plummet mm-hmm. a, a lot. And that that's sort of what he's done at West Brom. He steadied the ship. They're keeping a lot of clean sheets. They're very hard to beat. And at two 0 you really did fear for us. Thankfully. 
we got straight back in the game. I think that w- that was the key. If we, I think if we don't get a goal 30 seconds after their second goal, then the, it, it may have petered out in, into into a lackadaisical defeat and and a, and a blight on on what has been a good run. But thankfully, the, again, that word character was shown. We did get a goal. We got straight back in it. And then once we did get back in it, you, you did see the players grow a couple of feet. And, and West Brom, the writing was on the wall for them. And you know, with with, with players like Delafeo in the team and Barkley, obviously Barkley, it wasn't it wasn't a standout performance in terms of what Barkley's been doing lately. But Delafeo stepped up to the plate again two brilliant crosses that we've got goals from and that's what I was saying all from the start of last season when we were struggling mm. it was it, Delafeo being taken away from us mm. from what we'd had the season before and Ross Barkley was injured and that's why we started the season so badly last season because we didn't have them two dynamic players in the team that are such a goal threat and such game changers and thankfully this season we've got both of them back both of them firing and it's no coincidence that Everton are doing a lot better with both of them in the mm. team Yeah, I, w- I worried before I've you know about goals. I, I look at this team and it does worry me. Goal wise, not generally in how many goals to score, but how many different players will score. Mm. Um, and that threat, having that threat, you know, a, a, a basic threat, having a, a Gerard Delafeu who will just try and beat a player or just try and throw it into the box. That's that's massive. I think that's you know as you just mentioned, that's something last season we just didn't have. Everything needed to be the perfect goal. It needed to be pass, 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 pass. In a player like Gerard Delafeu, what you've got is a player who can swing a ball into dangerous areas that centre-forwards mm. absolutely love. And he proved it again last night. And it's great that, you know, you look at the bench and, OK, Hayden McGee, you might be starting games, but you've got you've got Lennon there that, you know, a sign-on transfer deadline day, you expect him to want, you know, him to come into, to, to, into the team. But for Roberto Martinez to have so much faith in Gerard Delafeu to just bring him in gradually as the season started but mm. now to you know he's let him come in and, and put his mark slowly on the team he's not going to be brilliant every week but it's great that when he is good that he leaves him in the team and, and uh, you know certainly after last week as well the performance second half against Reading it was great that he left him there and it's great that he's, he's grabbed a couple of assists because mm. that's exactly what he's in mm. there for yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want to get too excited about him but you know I'm trying to rein it in a little bit because he, he is a player who, who blows hot and cold naturally isn't he but the early signs from him this season I think when he's played in the Cups and when he started obviously yesterday have been so positive there, was, there were times in his first season at the club when he was just so intent on beating a man going down the outside and fizzing those crosses in whereas now he seems to have realised that if, if a defender does stand off him like Brunt did last night where he was pace he can just whip a ball in between between the defenders and, and put it in that, that area which, which strikers are, are going to get on the end of and it was encouraging last night to see him come off, come on and we'll, we'll start the game and do it for 90 minutes as well he's a player that's been branded as an impact player in his first season at Sevilla he went there and uh, in the early stages of his his loan spell was, was brought off the bench and, and seen as that type of player who can come on late in games and, and give an impact but Yesterday, he, he was on, on it from the off. He was terrorising the, the left-back throughout the first half, put a few great crosses in, which which, weren't, which our players weren't on the end on. And in the second half as well, he, he dragged us back into that game. Two great crosses, always wanting the ball, always keeping his discipline on, on that right wing as well, which is something that, that we've not really had much of recently. We've, we've had players who, who like to come inside, like some Morales or even Naismith when he's played there, but you can, you can tell he's, he's been schooled in that, in that Barcelona way and, and that, that positional discipline. Not, not, you know, you, you hear that phrase talked about a lot in, in terms of defensive play, but having someone who, who's going to hang out 
that on that right wing, even if it means 10, 15 minutes not having a touch of the ball, but just to keep the shape. And then that coupled with players moving the ball a lot faster in the middle of the park in, in the later stages of the game that that was ultimately our, our way back into the match yeah it's one thing I, I always comment on when I see Delafeo players I mentioned it to me mates again last night and it's something that's always been refreshing to me even in his first spell he will just hug that touchline mm. and so, sometimes even look disinterested in the game and it, that's not it, it, it comes across as that but it's not that yeah. it, and, and it, it, he's always got that fullback he's all, it's, it's a mind game with him he's always there he's letting him know he's always there waiting for it and when he gets it he's gonna go at him and and as you've said Ped it, it is refreshing now that it, it's not just a one trick pony and full backs aren't just gonna think well I can just show him down the outside we can double up you know he can hit them from deep as well he, it, it seems that he has evolved his game a little bit more in that way and it, it he's such an asset to us it, it, it's phenomenal that we have got him back in at such a low price as well, well. what's great is as well I think is we were Told last season, or you know, Luis Enrique mentioned this, and and the manager Seville mentioned it. You know, this this sulky character who who you he was told to do things and simply wouldn't do them. But under Roberto Martinez, it seems a completely opposite. He ha- he mm. has come into the team. He's come into the squad. There's been no. You know, no messing about. He's he's gone and he's done a job. You know, look at Redden in the first half. He was kicked all over yeah. the place. He never got the decisions, but he just kept on doing it. Kept on trying what he knows he's good at. Um, and that that's great. And as you just said, Matt, it's not always now like in the first season, but it's he's trying to go down the line and beat the play. And the, a lot of the times in that first season, we forget how many times good good fullbacks just led him down the line and pushed them out to play a lot of times. Now he's he's a little bit more clever. He's just he's putting the ball in danger areas and um, it's great to see. That, that, that's what's going to set him aside, isn't it? If he wants to become a top-class winger, that, that final ball. I mean, if you, if you look at him, you know, all due respect, someone like Alan Lennon, who's, who's a good player, he's, he's a solid winger, he, he does a job for you, but he's not of that very top bracket. Whereas if Delefeu, I think he's got four or five assists already now this season and a goal, that end product, getting that cross in that area, that's what's going to ultimately set him aside, isn't it? The good, the good news is though, Barcelona don't really do crosses, <laughs> so uh, he might just stay. Um, <laughs> that break at the end though, when he breaks, it's <laughs> four on one. That, it's, I, it's, I remember him doing that in the derby. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. How, three all when yeah. he came on and he absolutely tore Liverpool apart from the bench. And there was a, a similar situation where we broke that day, and he and he got that wrong. Like. It's, it's remarkable how often teams mess up those situations. Though yeah. you see listen, it all the time, listen, don't you? I was more worried about why was Foon's body <laughs> yeah. running past them than than him playing a bad ball. You know, three two up in the last minute, and it's Foon's Mori, the fairest man up the pitch, uh, <laughs> which is a nice little segue into uh, the back four because obviously I thought I thought early on. I mean, obviously the positives being like players like Delafay, but early on at the back we looked we looked dodgy, didn't we? We looked considered, and, and not only defensively, but I think I think what what we missed with Stones as well. We missed a player coming out the back and eliminating. The midfield, do you know? Do you know? Because you you watch last night, you see how deep Gareth Barry was having to go and almost be like Stones, pick mm. that ball up mm. in that area and having to pick it up and go forward. It was something we seen a lot last season when Distan and Jagielko were playing. The amount of times Barry had to go and drop into his own into his own back four almost to pick the ball up and get caught in possessions mm. and the team were away. And I think last night we we didn't get caught in possession that way, but. It was obvious to see that the midfield were having to play a little bit deeper, and it meant the whole t- whole midfield had to play deeper, and the gap between them and Rom was massive. Then, mm. and I thought that was really key in the first half. I think it, you know, 
it took a while for Foon's Molly to get into the game, and obviously the first goal sort of come from not, not only his mistake, but the, his mistake, Barry's mistake, Galloway's mistake, mm. Jags's mistake, the goalie's mistake. There was that everyone had a little bit of culpability in that goal, but you just felt just Stones is. I'm not saying he's the, he's the rock of the defence, but he's what makes that tick, and he's also what makes the team not tick. But he does he's start. He's yeah. from the back. He's, he he starts a lot of the moves, or he simply eliminates the need for that midfielder to drop in. He, he allows us to play higher up the pitch because of the way he can come out with the ball, or simply his passings from the ball. So I thought that was a, a massive miss last night. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd just like before we do go on and criticise them, though, I would like to say I, I took more positives than negatives from the back four last night, to be honest, because I mean you've seen. Funes Murray getting thrown in the deep end yeah and he was culpable maybe for the first goal but other than that I wouldn't say it was the worst performance in the world now when you think of people like Per Caldrup who've been <laughs> through into the team at Aston Villa that time or West uh, Brom yeah <laughs> yeah, or, or, yeah I think it was 2-4-0 defeats yeah. wasn't it, 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 it when he was put in you know so it, it, there aren't ominous signs about Funes Murray when you just think he's out of his depth in this league something that was levelled at him when he was come over here mm. from what I've seen of him so far I think he could. He, he's a he's a ample, he, he's a worthy deputy of Stones. He's not, he's obviously not up to the level of Stones. He's not going to come in and be a carbon copy of what John Stones brings to Everton. But I thought he did all right. For Brown and did okay, um, considering it, it was only his second start in the Premier League. And I thought Galloway once again for me was probably my man of the match. Mm. I thought he did a good job on McLean, who's who's done well at Premier League level, especially in his early days at Sunderland, and could be tricky for a young fullback. Thought he stopped a lot of cross and had a really good game and a, a really good goal-saving tackle which helped us go on and win the game. And Jaggy Elka, playing with these three inexperienced lads, I thought he did okay other than the, the goal from the corner. I thought he, he, he contributed in the tax. He got ahead of the ball a lot of times, Jaggy Elka. You could see he sort of maybe took on the mantle of Stones not being there, Jaggy Elka, on the night. And he, did, he, he got involved in the tax himself. So, I mean... For, two poor goals to concede which is what they're going to be levelled at ultimately but all in all for a performance I didn't think it was a shambles and considering it was so stapled together I'm taking more positives than negatives I'd, surprise surprise I'd go, <laughs> I, I, I will go along with that and I can understand why they were so cautious in the first half as well because when you've got a defence there it's not just even our first choice fullbacks who are out it's our, it's mm -hmm. our second choice exactly. fullbacks as well you've got two young lads a lad in there who's, who's making his first Premier League start I can understand why the team was just sitting quite deep mm. compact and I think actually when West Brom scored we were growing into the game and we were looking a lot better and I think that would have been the plan, just to stay in the game, get this back for accustomed, familiarised, and, and then take it from there, really. So, I'd agree, I'd agree with David. I think overall, it was it, there were positive signs, and when you look at it, it, it's games like that when you've got four, five, six injuries at the back that you want. That, that's when you're attacking players, you've got to step up, isn't it, and drag it out of the game. And that, that is ultimately what, what happened. I don't think anyone looking at that back four last night thought, we're going to come away with a clean sheet here. We knew we're going to have to go and score maybe two or three goals and ultimately that's what's happened but if you look at the individual performance of lads like Browning, Galloway, even Murray after uh, after a bit of a dodgy first half, in the main considering it was just a back four that, that was thrown together new relationships, no real affinity with, with, with the way they all play I think overall it was, it was a pretty positive showing. It's me told isn't it? <laughs> 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 to be honest, I wasn't making out that the, the back four. I, what oh, no, what I was trying to say was more that, is that um, 
it does affect the whole team when you just when you take a player out of like Stones out of the side. Um, I, I just it just I just wondered at times though, and you've seen it on the goal they scored the first one. Whether we should have been playing, continuing to play like that at the back. I think John Stones is he's so he's so good. And he's so unique, and this is why he's worth so much money, because he can do that so well. And I, I, it surprised me that we continue to try and be as cavalier at the back. Um, with 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 all those changes you've just said, you know, Browning in there, Foons Murray in there. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to throw Galloway because I think Galloway's just looking fantastic. But I, I was just surprised to see us a little bit, what a little bit open, a little bit cavalier at times when it is such a new back four. I thought we learned. I, I did think we changed as the game went on, though. We, we learned. I think Murray when he got caught on the ball, it, it was noticeable then that he, he was going long and a bit more direct afterwards, which which is encouraging because it's showing that he's he's a quick learner and, and, and adjusting to the game and and the tempo. So I, you look at him as well. He's come in. He's replacing someone like John Stones. He's obviously going to be keen to impress. Maybe try and replicate that performance, and and that's probably why he was trying a, a, a little bit too hard. So I, I, th- I think the pos- the signs from him have been good so far. He seems like a fast learner he's great in the air seems like a bit of a lunatic as well which is always nice and yeah celebrates goals yes goals. yeah brilliant <laughs> yeah I wanted to see him take a free kick as well because he's meant to be he's meant to be boss of free kicks he is, he is supposed to be quite good at free kicks right got to 20 past already we're going to have to have a break stick with us on the blue room we'll be right back after this the blue room radio city talk Welcome back to the Blue Room on Radio City Talk with me, Peter McPartland, Matt Jones and Dave Bennett in the studio. Uh, we were talking about the defence last night. This is prior to Everton's uh, fantastic comeback in the game. So yeah, we'll continue our theme. So, like, you mentioned Brendan Galloway there and I just I just wanted to highlight the fact that that tackle, that stop, mm. when it was, uh, it mm. was 2-1, that could have made it 3-1 very, very easily. Um, this is a kid that, for me, you know, in the... In the you know, in the recent weeks, has just been... He's phenomenal. He's so, so good. He's slightly different to Stones in the way he plays, but he reads the game so well. He, You know, he... The, he sees he sees things happening so early. He's and he's got so much pace. He's got an engine on him. You know, he's got mm. yeah. He, he can get up and down. I was starting to see him attacking. Because um, straight from that tackle, he gets up and sprints to the other yeah. end of the pitch. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> like resting on his laurels or stopped a goal. He was up. He was up by West Brom's penalty. Now the, seconds later, the dilemma has be, the de- dilemma has definitely. You know, people. I think loads of people have mentioned now if Baines comes back because no one's asking the question. No one's even bothered. Either. No one's just said oh, when's Baines back. No one seems to be even bothered. Well, I actually looked because I was thinking of putting Galloway in my fancy fuzzy team. I thought <laughs> how long Baines going to be out for? He's going to come in and mess everything up. And uh, October t- October twenty fifth, apparently yeah. Baines mm. is going to be back. But it, it it does open up an interesting situation when he does come back. I mean, for, I just can't see how we can drop Galloway. I really don't. And if if Stone, but if Stones is not back, which I really hope he is, but I think if Stones isn't back in the next couple of weeks, and Baines is, I would certainly think about shifting Galloway over but into centre in centre back. You said Martinez, then he wants him to play fifty games at left back before he moves him 
into centre back. But like you said, the, the lad just seems to take everything in his stride so well. Uh, you know, I believe his, his main position is centre back. He's he's certainly got the the pace and the dynamism. He's creating the tackle. He can lead the game. But he, he, this is this is a lad who only played ten games for Milton Keynes as well. I think, and you know, in, in league yeah. in, the, in the third team of English football, he was thrown in at the end of last season, and he's just he's just took everything so well in the stride. He was even he was even being vocal last night. He was you know directing people like Gareth Barry where to go, and and you know he, he was good with Funes Mori as well, giving him the instructions, and he, he seems to have absolutely everything going forward. He's getting a lot better, and it's good to good to have an option there where you can go away from home and. If you're going to be playing against the team, maybe a team who are a bit mm. better than West Brom, and you're up against a, you know, a really tricky right right winger who's in good form, and you can you can have an option there who's just going to hold that position, tuck in, give the left centre back a little bit of support, and just be solid in that position. Because you know we all know Baines is great going forward. The offers are so much there, but sometimes if you want to be solid and you want to play on the counter attack, someone like him who's going to just stay close to Jaggy Elka, and then when we do get the ball, he's got the energy to spring forward, and his final ball seems to be getting us getting better. If Decision making is, is is much improved already, so it, it's good to have options there. I think, especially away from home, even if Baines is back in the team, he could be a really useful asset for us. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I wax lyrical about him before the break. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna keep growing and growing. But I mean, for the tests he's already had up against them, you think of Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Everyone feared for him that day. It, it was like he. he People see, seem to write him off a little bit after the Man City game. He went he went down injured, but people were like he he always struggled against City there. But he got injured early in the game. He yeah, carried on, yeah. went off injured. People feared for him coming back against Chelsea because either way he was going to have it hard against them. It was either going to be Pedro or Hazard, whichever way they played it. And obviously they, they switched a couple of times during the game. And to to come through that test with flying colours at such a young age, it's testament to the lad. And I mean, it's it's so refreshing that we are continuing to produce these talents coming through I mean we've spoke about it in the past weeks it's so important for a club like Everton to be able to 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 pick these players at the right age and, and bring them and be able to bring them in and, and them to be ready for the first team at such a young age it, it, it really is important to us and I, it's good to have them there and it, I mean I, you do worry a little bit when it, where, where, where are we going to find space for all of these players it's not just Baines <laughs> it never happens like that it's not, it never no. happens like that <laughs> but it's not just Baines coming back you've got uh, Brian Oviedo there who, who you know has proved himself to be a useful squad member obviously he's had his much publicised troubles with injury a bad leg break and has struggled coming back ever since but you've also got Luke Garbutt yeah <laughs> you know, he's very highly rated and it, it, it's a position we're absolutely spoiled at left back at the moment and I mean may, maybe so we are on but sooner rather than later may, maybe he is he is a, a long term centre back and I mean I think we, we all accept the fact that I don't think we're going to have John Stones forever and mm. Galloway could be the guy that, you know, once he has had that experience, as you say, some air miles at left back mm. that Martinez wants him to get, who who could go across and, and be that accomplished centre back. Now, obviously, we did turn this game around after being 2 0 down. The first time we've come back from two goals behind since Wimbledon 94, which you, you two are probably too young for that one. You probably don't no. remember it. No, I, was, I remember it very I was, well. I was only five. Well, so. I, was stunned the, I was stunned the Galaxy that day. Uh, and the first time we've done it away since. Me and Bill. Me and Bill. The first time we've done it away since 1985. So we don't often do that. But, it, it, you know, after, after conceding such a really poor 
second goal as well from that cor- corner. I'm still not sure why Phil Jagielka knocked it out for a corner. I, I, I couldn't quite get over that at the time. I'm still, well, you're, yeah. not, you're in a centre half, Ped. You should. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, you, you, I'm not being funny, but you just, you just, you just shepherd that out. You just shepherd that no, out. Yeah. You don't know what's behind you. It's, it's a ball that's been. A good centre half does. Not, not in the corner <laughs> situation. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, a move where he's been aware of everything that's going on. It's something that's quickly developed from from another corner on the other side. It's came across quick. Fletcher's had a terrible header on goal, mm. and it's put, sort of put it into that corridor of uncertainty. And for all Jagielka knows, someone like a Rondon or someone's steaming in behind them. So it, it is better safe than sorry. I mean, when you're looking at it on the tactical cam on Sky, <laughs> it, 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 it looks it looks a bit bad. Where, yeah, because no one is near him at the time. But you, it's better safe than sorry in them situations, mate. And mm. centre half Union can't no, believe no. you're hanging him out to dry. No. Then you just shepherd that out, and you just let someone push it over. You've got the ball. Between you. Anyway, moving on, as you mentioned earlier, Matt, you know, we got into the game straight away, which was a massive plus point. And um, someone who, uh, obviously, if you were looking at Twitter and social media people, you know, Romelu Lukaku had been getting absolute pelters for that first hour. Uh, for the last few weeks. Well, yeah, for that, well, certainly, but, yeah, certainly, certainly right. he has. And um, this is, this is, this is why, this is why Romelu Lukaku starts games. This is why he gets, gets, doesn't get taken off. It's because he can he has the ability to have such a quiet game, not do not do anything or seemingly not do anything. He's got the ability to do that. He's got the yeah. ability to score goals. And mm. you know, we showed it from that goal. A ball in the box by by Delafeu. Naismith getting in with them, which I thought that was really important mm. on that goal. Naismith mm. getting into the box with them, because the amount of times the ball had been thrown up to him and he's left isolated and when he's on his own he just he's not the same player but if you put players around him you create that little bit of uncertainty he's suddenly a different player you know it was a, and it was a, it was a great header and the example again was the second goal Cotton has been brought on and this is something we were talking about last week Matt it was we, went, we both said we wanted to see Kone on the bench. It wasn't that we were moaning about him playing poorly. We just wanted to yeah. see that option, that other option on the bench of a striker. Basically, Kone not wasting 65 minutes on the right where Adela Faye could play, where Alan Lennon could play. Yeah. Um, and he, he gave us something something different. He gave us a partner. Um, and it showed, that showed for the second goal, the pair of them. You know, connected perfectly, uh, and the Kaku's ended up getting himself man of the match uh, for for a half an hour display. Yeah. It's it's weird one because he's, he's he has these spells in games, doesn't he? You look at Southampton in the first half when he's just outstanding. He's he's a force of nature up there sometimes, but I think the criticism is warranted in a respect as well because you look at him and that first half there were so many times in the game when he was just a passenger. He could have done simple rudimentary things really well. But he chose to not to. He, he looked a little bit. He looked disinterested. He wasn't closing the ball down after five minutes. And, and, and I know, I know I that's. I, and, he's and, very good I know, and, I know that's not his game. But they're not. They're not things you, you, you could say you can't do that. You know, it's, it's impossible for him to learn that. There are areas he can, he can improve. And when you see the way he has spells in games, thirty minutes against West Brom, thirty minutes against Southampton, where he's absolutely unplayable, he's got. He's got the ability to do that on a much more consistent basis for much longer spells in games. And I know he's younger and I know he's still learning, but I just think with a few more minor tweaks, he could be he, he could be he could be a world class striker and, and that's not 
you know, that, that's not over-egging the button or anything. He, he, he's got the ability to be that good. And I think if you play someone like Delafeu now, you know, listen, he, he's going to... Lukaku is someone who's probably not used to that kind of service on a regular basis for Everton. He's, he's probably not accustomed to a player beating his man so often or fizzing his so many crosses. And, and he'll learn from that. But you look at a game like that last night and he could have easily had four or five goals in the end and, and he's, he's got the potential to be that good I've, I've worried in certain aspects about Lukaku in that I know how good he can be and when he's on his game he is unplayable when he's in his beast mode but it's like there's, there's a couple of things about his game that I don't think you can teach it's like it's fit. It's, he's never going to have a great first touch I, yeah. Do you know, if I, you haven't got it by now you're not going to have it um, it, and it's it's the it's the six yard box play sometimes. Mm. For there's like a few balls like I fizzed across, and you just think you could have been in there. Like a, a, a where a Gary Lineker mm. would always yeah. be there, and and I always have that two three yards of space in the box, and everyone would be like, "Well, how has he got it?" Can, it's just that second I, nature of being. Funny enough, in there. I said that on Twitter last night before he scored. I said he's not a number nine, and obviously I got pelters after the game. <laughs> but I I don't think he is a number nine. I don't. The amount of times Gerard Delafeu fizzed that ball across the box, and he was not there. Mm. He doesn't. He's not someone who sniffs a chance mm. out for me. He's not someone who. He's not someone who sees see something developing before it's happened. Mm. He's someone perfectly illustrated by the first goal where Delafeu can see him in the box and whip a ball and yeah. he'll get in the end of it. But a, a proper number nine and there are not many about anymore. It's something no. that's gone out of the game. Someone, you know, you think back of like Gary Lineker, you think back of like an Ian Wright. Shearer. Yeah. Someone who just used to, you go, well, how are they there or yeah. how are they always there? Yeah. And they're not always there. They just make the run. Mm. Nine times and on the tenth, you yeah. don't notice the, na- the nine times because it doesn't mm. come to nothing or the ball never gets that far up the pitch. That's like a proper number nine. He's someone who, who you know, perfectly illustrated for the second goal. Mm. Someone who wants to mm. pick the ball up, move it, and then find another play. He's not someone who's, who's always going to be sniffing a chance out. Um, I think that's the difference. I think, but he's a modern striker in that way. He's someone who feels like he's got to do everything. He's just not perfected all those other things that I think now we look at and go, oh, "That's what makes a really good striker." He comes alive in the box. Yeah. You know, he comes alive when he's given the service rather than finding the service in a way. Um, but you know, that, you're right, though. They are a dying breed. Them, yeah, like, yeah. like the, the the old style Ian well, right no ones who, I, who, who like would who the team might get be three one, but if he scored, walks off the pitch yeah. and is, the, is happy. I think that, that's yeah. just, his life is just goal scoring. I think the but, difference is though. I think the difference is is that we we used to play four four two for every Ian Wright. There yeah, was an Alan Smith. Yeah. There was an Alan Smith who who did all the donkey work. Who who was the you know who won all the headers. Great, that's even though Game Sharp. Point. Got an amazing goal scoring record for Everton. He was generally that striker. Right. That's what makes his goal scoring record more, imp- be- you know, more yeah. impressive. It's a fantastic the, the, the mix. They're, they're expected to be all of it now. Yeah. You look at you look at that first goal by Ron last night. You look at the what Naismith does for that goal. He makes a run and he 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 gets Rom one on one with his centre back. Whereas beforehand, mm. Rom would have had two, mm. and that's what happens him a lot of time. You know, he he's having to compete with with two players. And if you say what he lacks. Mm. And we spoke about this a few weeks ago. His old coach come out and saying, "Well, he never learns those mm-hmm. attributes because the, he never had to." There's still other areas though, which just we can just you know stuff like when he throws his hands up in the air, and he doesn't get the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Galloway there, that that tackle he made, great challenge, and he's up alert straight away, making the next move forward. Just stuff, just just minor little things like that, where you know making a run to the channel, offering himself a little bit more, just just doing those sorts of things. I think he. He could make, he become become such a better player if he just made a few minor tweaks. I don't think he's ever going to have the best first touch, like, or he's ever going to be a poacher, like like you mentioned there. But just a few little things, and then he he could be a, a massive.
massive and a much better player for but us. But his stats are amazing. I mean, they, they are. Yeah. But he could be even better. He could be even that's better. That's 14th away goal in the calendar year. Uh, only Dixie Dean and Bob Latchard have done that for Everton. You know, he's, I think he's got to is it his goal tallying a hundred. Yeah, games. he's got to a hundred goals before Messi and, and Wayne Rooney. Yeah, uh, you, you know, at a younger age, which is you know it's outstanding. But I'm I'm being a bit, bit finicky, I know, but I just think he could be even better. With I think we we all yeah. are super critical of Rom. It's, yeah. it's the price tag, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, I, you come with that price tag, people are going to expect high standards. But he's, of you. he's what you know, he's twenty twenty two. Yeah. He's, you know, he's never, he's not, he's not going to be his peak for another four or five years at least. You know, players get judged when they're twenty-five of what of what they deliver weekly. But you know, I, I just think, you know, I think we are very, very critical of him. A lot of people rip him to bits, but I also think, look at the bench and tell me. Who can, who's going to replace Romelu Lukaku who's Everton's main striker oh, yeah. that's, that's another thing that gets me you know people he shouldn't be playing or he's this or he's that it's not just off the bench it's like if Everton were to tr- have to replace him <laughs> we're not going to yeah. we're not going to go in world football for what we we can go and get mm. we're not going to get much better than Romelu Lukaku <laughs> yeah. it, it's like I mean when we got him in on loan I, I was thanking me lucky stars it was like it was, and we all were look, look, yeah. look, look at the West Brom fans last night look at the way they applauded them exactly. off the pitch you know that's one loan spell and that's, that's, that's what they think of them um, let's finish off obviously what, what I thought was brilliant last night was the fact you know for the, for the second away game in a row we've come from behind and when we when we when we had that chance, we've grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and we've gone for it and we've 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 got the points as we got the win at Redden mm. last week. And that's that's great to see. You know, that that there's a belief mm. there, that there's a desire, okay, a two 0 down, you couldn't see it. But once he got that goal, there was a real belief and a desire. Um and going forward that's great. We're still unbeaten away from home as well. So well, his characteristics which Martinez had in the team in the first yeah. season, we we came back a lot. His in-game substitutions changed mm. the game a lot, and it seems like we're doing it because it's it's three or four games now this season where we've came back and roared back into games that we we looked could be getting away from us and, and got results. Mm. And it's a great trait to have, and hopefully we continue on. Yeah, uh, coming up in part three, we'll be looking forward to this Sunday's Merseyside derby. Don't go away. <laughs> Spray, the smash hit musical comedy, is coming to Liverpool this October with an all-star cast. Meet Tracy Turnblad, a big girl with big hair and an even bigger heart, as she follows her dreams and dances her way onto national TV. Hairspray at the Liverpool Empire Theatre from the 12th to the 17th of October. Visit atgtickets.com slash Liverpool. Let your hair down and book now. You're Philip of Grout Expectations Timing. Yeah? Winston Wolf. I'm told your business is expanding its territory. People are taking notice and you need looking after. So speak to Direct Line for your public liability insurance. They won't charge you admin fees for hitting the big time. And you better do it and do it quick because big things are coming. What things? Contracts, Philip. Contracts. No administration fees when you increase your cover with Direct Line for Business. Can your business insurance do that? Search Direct Line Public Liability Insurance. Underwritten by UK Insurance Limited. If you've ever been on a package holiday and found yourself spending more time on the toilet than you did on the beach, there is something you can do about it. What lots of us don't realise is if you get food poisoning on holiday, the responsibility is with your package tour company and not you. So you are entitled to compensation. SickHoliday.com is a company that can help you do this. As food scientists, SickHoliday.com are best place to look after your case. And with an average claim of £2,200 and a 95% success rate, you can be sure you're in good hands. Sickness isn't part of the package. So start your claim at SickHoliday.com. 
there's a buzz about town and it's all about our 15 plate delivery mileage new Corsa Sting 1.2 3-door just £1 deposit and £129 a month at Lookers with three years manufacturer's warranty included visit lookers.co.uk slash Vauxhall today list price 9175 Lookers price 7999 deposit £1 APR 6.9% 35 monthly payments of 12952 total amount payable 928420 final payments 4750 mileage restrictions terms and conditions apply do you hear that? An entire DFS workshop filled with craftspeople poised to hand make any sofa you choose from the half price new season collection. And that's the sound of another sofa, ready to be delivered to someone's home before... You know when. Half price, four years interest, free credit and guaranteed Christmas delivery. DFS. Not percent APR representative. Your car's engine was designed by experts in a sterile environment, using the latest technology to the highest possible standards. Clean, powerful, every single aspect designed to perform at its best. So why would you choose a fuel that wasn't designed to the same standards? Give your car's engine the fuel it deserves. Choose Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Performance Fuels. Actual benefits may vary. See shell.co.uk slash vpower. You now have the freedom to decide which direction to go with your pension. It can be a bit nerve-wracking, but PensionWise have the roadmap to guide you. Set up by the government, we offer free guidance on the routes you could take. And what to watch out for. Visit pensionwise.gov.uk or to book an appointment, call 0300 1001 from 8am to 10pm daily. Pensionwise, your money, your choice. Let Panorama turn your kitchen dreams to kitchen reality. kitchens.co.uk City Talk 105.9 Get the latest travel update online now at citytalk.fm Do you love to make a list? Do you find they help to bring order to chaos? It might be you use them to put off making a big decision like when you're deciding which car to buy you probably spend more time on shortlists than test drives if so, I'm sure you'd like to know that Mercedes-Benz approved used SLK, SL and E-Class Cabriolets are available now with 0% APR representative. That's the sort of attractive proposition that could make one of your lists a very short list indeed. Search Mercedes-Benz approved used. Ends 31st of December, models over 90 days, minimum deposit 40%, HP only up to 48 months, Mercedes-Benz Finance. The fans, the team, the gossip, the results. You're listening to The Blue Room on Radio City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to the final part of The Blue Room on City Talk. Radio City Talk even. I nearly got it wrong then, Radio City Talk. <laughs> uh, me, Peter McParland, Matt Jones and Dave Bennett in the studio. Uh, Mayside Derby on, on Sunday. This one's creeped up, hasn't it? <laughs> it has though, hasn't it? It's, it's weird, I don't know. They seem to get sort of... Tomorrow, I said, didn't he, when Carragher asked yeah. about it last night? They seem, to get, they seem to get less hyped every year, which which isn't... I don't know whether that what that says about the two clubs, I don't know. But um, it, it's an interesting one. I... I don't want to be positive about it. I think we can be positive about it. I don't want to get too positive about it. But certainly, um, as we stand, things to be things seem to be in our favour, Matt. Well, I think if we were playing any other team at home with, with their players, we'd 
you know, <laughs> in, a, in a different colour curtain or whatever. It would be, it would be completely different. So we, we'd probably go there, play well, put in a, a good performance. The, the, you know, the fans would be bouncing. It would be, <laughs> it would be an easy three points. But Are you trying to say psychologically? We've got a problem. Is that, is that quite profound, is it? Do you think that's quite, think, quite a groundbreaking think, point? Psychologically, there's a problem with Evertonians <laughs> and Everton Football Club with Liverpool Football Club. Um, maybe a little one, maybe yeah. Maybe a little just, one, yeah. Know, just maybe just slowly, a little one. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but, but in all seriousness, it's it's a game we've got to go out and start well, be positive. Very similar to the Chelsea game, in a way. We, 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 no, we were going into that one. With There's going to be a great atmosphere. There's going to be momentum behind us. And we started the game brilliantly that day. We were, we were on it from the off. We were energetic. And it's just got got to be the same again. And if if we do start well, Liverpool are in. You know, the the other good win at the weekend, but defensively they're so shaky, and they could easily easily crumble if we, if we do get at the early and score a, a, an early goal. I I think key for us is Stones and Coleman being back. I think if if we can get both of them back in the team, that would be such a plus to us mm-hmm. because. I think it has got the makings of what we saw last night, a, a bit of a blow-for-blow game, and, and especially with Liverpool having Sturridge being back. I'm not sure if Benteke is going to make it, but even if he doesn't make it, Danny Ings has, has proved himself to, mm. to be a player for them the last couple of games. And, you know, when Liverpool have had two strikers playing for them in, in recent years, we've we seen with Suarez and Sturridge. Now, I'm not saying it's back, it's back to that, that standard, but they can they can hear you going forward, especially with people like Coutinho feeding them. Yeah. So it's not like this Liverpool team hasn't got goals in them, but you'd be, if you had John Stones back mm. in there, you would think... Everton would be that little bit more solid if you had Seamus Coleman playing. It, not only not only have you got the, the the added experience he's got over Brown and but you, you've got the attacking element and I I just think at the moment with the likes of Delafeo and Barkley and now it looks like Rom coming back into mm. his pump. I can't see us not scoring a couple of well, goals in the game. Mm. You look, you look at them and I mean obviously they, they won the first couple of games. They've only won one since then, obviously, um, against Aston Villa on Saturday. They've only won one the whole of this month. Going to Pens against Carlisle as well. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a rocky ship over there at the moment. You know, Brendan Rodgers' campaign, uh, he says that there's a campaign anyway from former players. And obviously, you've got, uh, you, you suppose you've got Klopp, Klopp and Ancelotti in the background. Yeah. Uh, they wish. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, you've, for us, we've just got to go for the kill. On Sunday, oh, haven't we? Yeah. You know, psychologically, it's a big thing. But I look at them and I think, there's no Gerard, you know, there's no, there's no, um, there's, there's no Suarez, um, and I just look at them. And storage is a massive threat. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, he's a player that I'm, I'm always massively impressed with. I think he's he's a top top goal scorer, but. They're just an also an awesome run team, aren't they? There's nothing mm. nothing flashy about them. Okay, Coutinho's a, a scorer of great goals, but he's not a you know a great goal scorer. Mm. Um, and I, I just look at them and you, you just mentioned Matt at the back they are they're so poor. And if we can get over that that you know that psychological hurdle, and that's us as fans as well. I think we're the ones who start it. And it creeps into the players because the play it shouldn't really matter to the players, you know. The players coming in from other clubs, it's it's us as fans we've got to get over that. Because, yeah. but I just think even last season, they didn't seem a great side, but we were all terrified that Gerard was going to score in the derby. It was his last derby at Goodison, yeah. and we were all terrified that he was going to score. And even that sort of uh, that getting over that hurdle was was massive for us. Yeah. And I just think if we can go out there and play the way we've been playing, you know. If you put them in anyone else's kit, there wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. You know, you look, look at the way we played against Chelsea. Look how we bossed them. Um, 
this is this is yes, it's a big local derby, but from a footballing point of view, okay. Martin Atkinson is the referee, so you've got that to, to put in as well. You know, they've got a game on Thursday as well against Sion. I don't know if there's going to be too many changes, but we should be going into this. Six days rest, players to come back like John Stones, hopefully. It's it's there for us to take. We're at home. It should be them who are fearing us. It's as simple as that. They should be looking at us. You've seen Carragher on, on um, the TV, petrified. You know, but he's looking at it thinking this is a team that... that have been beaten once this season by Manchester City and most of the other times have played well, have scored goals mm. and and are, and are playing in a in a fashion they you know that the manager wants to play in. So it should be them who are terrified of us on Sunday. Yeah, they're the ones with the massive pressure. You mentioned there, Rogers and, and you know, I think he said it's hysteria surrounding his position and the, the fans don't really seem to like him anymore. That He seems to be striving for his, his system. He changes it every week. He plays three at the back sometimes, four at the back, diamond, four, three, three. He doesn't really seem to know how best to set his team up and you look at the goals they, they conceded against Villa at the weekend, two crosses into the box and you think someone like Delafeu, the way he played on Monday night, he should have a field day in that, that respect. And Lukaku, we touched upon there, he's got to be on his toes, trying to get on the end of everything in those boxes. And I think the way the way we finish the game on Monday, that's going to have a massive bear on the atmosphere. That the ground is going to be bouncing on Sunday. And I just I just think it's it's the sort of game you want someone like Ross Barkley to just you know, especially with Gerard not playing, a new local lad who's really put his mark on this fixture and, and, and going forward can say, I'm going to be the player now who's going to step up in these sorts of games. I'm the local hero. I, I'm going to do it for, for Everton and, and, and start turning this fixture around for us. Yeah, well, I, it, it feels very similar to Martinez's first season when we played them and, and we drew three all, but they got out of dodge that day. Everton really did tear them apart and it was only set-piece genius from Gerard mm. and Suarez on the day which sort of got, got them out the game alive and with a last minute equaliser and Everton that day didn't show any fear it, it wasn't they didn't they didn't have any of that derby pressure on them they, they did just go out Ross Barkley was unplayable Gerard Delafeo I remember come on in a brave substitution when Baines went off and mm. Delafeo came on and both of them in full throttle like they are at the moment that day they were too much for Liverpool mm. going forward and I don't know how I think Mignolet made three or four yeah. really good saves as well on the day we could we could have absolutely pummeled them and it it's similar to that in the way we're going into this derby so I don't think we're going to be having respect of any derby records of what's gone on in the past I think Everton are that high on confidence at the moment and feel like they're that hard to be beaten that they will go in and, ju- and just go for it go for the jugular now I think the whether Delafeo starts or not that, that could be key on the day I mean yeah. you saw last night he shakes out the headers, he shakes out the tackles quite a lot. He'd done it mm. five or six times, I remember, last night. But I just think it, in this situation, even though it's a derby and you want every, uh, you'd you love it, I, I'll have a Mo Bessages out there <laughs> at times just throwing, throwing in 110%. I, I think it, it's a game where we can afford to, to just start Delafeo and, and give yeah. them something to think about it, it, going, going the other way. I think it'll be like a... A symbol, like you mentioned there, of a, like a renewed fearlessness exactly. sort of thing. So, exactly. you know, if he, if he played, you'd, you'd send the message then. We're not going out there to fight them or battle with them. Yeah. We're going there to now play them, and we're going to attack them, and we're going to beat them. And that would be a really positive move. I don't think he, I don't think he could drop them Delafeu now, and especially as you mentioned there, that their vulnerable, their vulnerability on crosses. The really, really poor defending against Aston Villa, and, and if he put some good balls in the box, that's where we're going to get a but lot of joy. Fight. 
There's no who's there to fight though. There's no one to. F- I, I look at Liverpool side and they think lose the fight. You know Milner. Milner, but no. Yeah. Milner, Milner and Lucas. Milner's going to step up and try and yeah. beat the Gerrard of Milner the day. And Lucas are there. Without Henderson, they're losing a lot of. Yeah, energy. without the mm. foul hard man. No, no, but, 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 Mr. FIFA 16. Give, 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 give Henderson some credit. He has got good energy about He's the pitch. He's got nice hair, in, yes. In, 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 a, in a game like this, Jordan Henderson, it would be an asset to them getting mm. out the pitch. And now, Lucas Lucas, Lucas will put, get stuck in, but he'll get stuck in in a Gareth Barry type yeah, of way. He'll get himself on a booking, guaranteed, yeah. and he'll struggle to cover ground. Well, that's it. Mm. There's no, there's no, but what I'm saying is there's no one to fight. They've got good players. You know, Lucas is a, is a good player at what he does. Uh, Milner, I rate, I do rate. I've always rated him. I think he's a good player. But there's, it's, but there's no, no one to fight out there. There's no one to be afraid of. No one's going to go and try and kick Gerard Delafeu to bits. This is the Premier League now. We don't, mm. we just don't have those kind of players. It's much. not going to be like when Carragher th- th- puts <laughs> in the stand after twenty seconds. Exactly. You just don't have that anymore. You, uh, and, uh, you know, now that there's no Gerard, I just don't see what the. The psychological sort of barrier is now between us and them. I, I just don't see, and I just think if if I, if we overcome that and we say, well, we're going to set up like we would any other game, we're going to work these out like any other game. I don't see that sort of um, that worry of uh, you know it's going to be it's going to be a battle. It's a, I think the the days of it's a derby, anything can happen. have gone now. Mm. I think that's generally just. I think it's generally gone in most derbies now. Well, hopefully the young players as well. You know, someone like Galloway, it'll be his first derby. John Stones hasn't played that many. Ross Barkley hasn't played that many. Even Lukaku, to an extent, hasn't played too many of these derby games. So hopefully that kind of and Lukaku's done quite well exa- against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So he scores goals. He scored goals against them. That kind of instinctive, you know, fear if, that we're going to crumble. Hopefully, he'll be gone. And if anyone's going to kick anyone, it's Stephen Naismith. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. If, if there's anyone who should be afraid, but does Naismith start? Do, I, I think Kone might come in I for him. He, I think he is quick prediction, Dave. I, th- I just can't see Pastors winning convincingly. That, by wasn't, two goals. that wasn't quick. Three Matt. one, three one to Everton. I'm going for a win as well. Uh, hopefully, we'll do it on Sunday. We'll find out then uh, from the Blue Room. Good night.